Hey, this is Alex Terranova, and this is the Dream Mason Podcast. We've been taught to behave, to fit in, to follow the rules, but Dream Masons reject conventional thought. Dream Masons are rebels. They take a chisel to the marble that is typical traditional life. They carve out brilliance and broadcast it to the world. Join me for another chapter as we unmask convention, embrace the rebels within us, and more deeply come to explore the complex and agitated edges of our existence. Now, before we get started, please don't be a rebel yet and grab your phone and hit that little button that says subscribe. Thank you. Because your dreams don't build themselves. What's up? And welcome back to the Dream Mason podcast. I am your host, Alex Terranova. And I have a guest today that I got to interview, um, I don't know, a few months ago. That podcast actually isn't out yet because I'm, I'm launching uh, a new podcast called The Frequency Shifters with a partner of mine, Corinne Summers. She is like all things Reiki and energy healing and very like more Eastern modalities. And she's an expert on a lot of these things. And she brought me in because she knows I like a lot of these things, but I'm definitely not an expert. And yet I want to know more. I love being educated. I love trying new things. So we are, we started with a documentary that we started to film uh, at the end of 2019 and we got kind of interrupted because of COVID. We couldn't travel, which was part of that documentary. So we decided to launch it as a podcast. And my guest was one of the people that we podcasted with. And he just has, he's got an interesting story. He's got um, uh, a cool, some cool products and things that he works with in his company. So I wanted to bring him on here so I could share him and what he's up to with this audience. And before we even dive into that episode, I want to touch on like the power of just our mind and our thoughts. Cause we're, we're probably going to touch on some of this a little bit. Um, have you ever thought about like, when you think you don't feel good, what happens? Like, how do you feel? My, my guess is that you kind of probably feel worse when you're like, I'm taking a sick day and you're lying in bed or on the couch. You probably don't feel better. I know that for me, when I start to feel something that I don't want to feel, I immediately like I'm putting that out of my mind. I'm not going to go down that trail with my mind. I'm not, I won't even say the words like I feel sick or I'm getting sick. Like I'll say it now. Cause I'm fine. But if I were to feel like scratchy throat, like body sensations that feel that way. I like lock that out. I'm like, I start telling myself my body is like powerful to heal itself. My body is reliable to heal itself. My body heals itself quickly. And some people might think um, these things are crazy or mumbo jumbo or woo woo. But what I can tell you is I haven't been, I haven't had a cold since I was in elementary school and I have never had the flu and I've also never had a flu shot. So whether it works or it doesn't work, it's working. Um, and uh, there's like science and evidence that could back up like our thoughts produce the reality in which we live. And we're going to actually talk about frequencies today, like energy frequencies and these unseen things um, that may or may not play into what I'm I'm just describing. But I'm I'm a big believer and I'm a strong advocate all the time for everything starts in your mind. And we want to take care of our mind and we want to have our mind operating the way we want it to operate. So we get the words and the actions and the results that actually serve us and, and, and are part of what we're committed to in the life we want to live. So let me move forward and, and introduce you to our guest. 
He graduated from the University of Iowa. He has a degree in health science. He also worked in health nutrition coaching. He owns a company called EMF Harmonize. Now, uh, you may have seen things like this um, in life. Like I always used to often like joke, like, wait, people put stickers on their phone and it blocks radiation. Like, I don't understand. How does the sticker do that? Well, our guest actually explained to me how it works. And I was like, all right. I believe it. It makes sense. Um, and now I have one of those, those uh, essentially these stickers, which he's going to talk about on my laptop, on my phone. And again, it makes sense when he breaks down the science and how it works. He also owns a company called Ascent Nutrition, and he's a board member on some uh, nonprofits. Uh, one is Free Food Now and the Master Shift. He is um, he's just he's just got a lot of knowledge. I want to say that is not, we're not talking about on an everyday basis that I think can be useful and help people. And his products from the EMF, uh, he has these patches that are essentially, they're, the only way I can describe them is you've all seen like icy hot patches, which basically just cause your skin to tingle. They don't actually do anything. They have these patches that they've essentially programmed frequency into that interact with the frequencies in our bodies. And essentially, as the way I understand it, help our bodies to heal. And I used these patches after I met him, uh, my elbows get really sore when I lift weights a lot and my elbows are often sore, even if I'm not just from the residual like impact or stress. And one night before bed, I put a bunch of these patches on like kind of the three, the outside, the inside of the back of my elbow. And I woke up the next day and let's say my, let's say the pain was at like a seven or an eight, like a dull kind of recurring pain. I woke up the next day and my elbows were probably at like a three or a four. Like it was like, okay, they're a little sore, but nothing that was like impactful or bothersome. So that had me sold. And I was like, all right, these things work. I passed them around to my roommates, used them on her back. Adam, who does our tech has used them on his back. He's like, whoa, these things are incredible. So um, whatever they are, they make sense. They work. And we're going to have him explain them in a minute. Welcome to the Dream Mason podcast, Lance Shuttler. How you doing, man? Good, good. Thank you for having me, Alex. I've actually really been looking forward to this and looking forward to having another conversation with you. We got to start with, because I just gave people like all this stuff on these patches. And, and I know because I know my audience is like a mixed bag of different kinds of people. Some people right away might have been like, what is it? What do you mean you put like a sticker on your arm and it makes it better or a sticker on your phone and it blocks radiation? I, I would love to just kind of like set the foundation a little bit so people actually understand what we're talking about. Can you do that for us? Yeah, Absolutely. So um, I'll talk a little bit about how the technology was formulated because I did not formulate it myself. I actually partnered with a mechanical engineer and he was one of the few co-founders of Texas Instruments. And so he's worked in this whole telecommunications slash EMF, which means electromagnetic frequency space. He's, he's been in this space for, you know, three, three and a half decades. And he... Uh, eventually got to the point to where he created this technology to where uh, we are taking frequencies that we know are beneficial to human physiology and we program them into a holographic disc, which then is able to literally communicate with our human physiology, specifically the DNA, which then tells the cells to elicit certain physiological responses. So 
for example, like you're talking about those body relief patches, uh, there's certain frequencies that we know of that we can program in there. And then when once that patch is on the skin, those frequencies are then able to communicate with the DNA and tell the cells then to create a positive or a uh, anti-inflammatory sort of physiological response. Okay. So the way, the way I hear this is basically like I interpret it as like our DNA or everything is ultimately like energy, right? We're all just yeah. everything. Everything is just moving, either moving or either very fast moving or very slow moving energy. And it's essentially telling the energy of our bodies, like how to behave or giving it like instructions on how it could behave. Yeah, exactly. And, and going even more, uh, specific with that. So we know DNA actually acts as a fractal antenna. And so what that means is it picks up on a full range on the full range of electromagnetic frequencies. And this was proven um, by a scientist. He's no longer living today, but his name was Dr. Martin Blank. And he showed how DNA acts as this fractal antenna. So for example, um, what this means is like a metaphor is, let's say you have a cell phone, that cell phone, the only way it can actually work is if it's picking up on a frequency from a cell tower. Okay. So in this metaphor, the cell phone is like the DNA to where it's picking up on these various frequencies and then it's able to do its job. So DNA, it's a similar thing to where it's going to pick up on both beneficial frequencies. So like, um, uh, far red infrared light, like that's a very beneficial frequency for us that will elicit positive beneficial physiological responses. Uh, EMFs or more like damaging ones from cell phone radiation, uh, Wi-Fi, things like that. Those will create harmful physiological responses in the body. And so the DNA is the actual uh, instrument, so to speak, through which all of these frequencies are communicating in the body to the cells. You, uh, when I, when I met you and we talked last time, um, we talked about how essentially like your Wi-Fi in your house can cast like, let's just say like a bubble or a net, you know, this energy net over the space in which however far it reaches. And then you have your, your computer, which is essentially extending a, a like a, a signal to capture that signal or connect with that signal. And then you have maybe, you know, I'm sitting here with like my, my Apple, like AirPods, which have Bluetooth, which is a signal like that. Right. And um, my phone, which does the same thing <laughs> and, and my iPad and, you know, who knows what else is in here, but all these different things that are essentially all emitting like little bubbles of signals. Right. Yeah. And that when we, we talked about when we were sleep, how just from like a very basic logical standpoint, you're in these, in the way of these frequencies, right. They move through walls. So who, how can we say they don't move through us? Right. It's not like our body creates an impenetrable force that these frequencies don't move through. And I got really curious about like how this was impacting us. And you kind of explained a little bit and I want you to explain more, but I want to share that um, after our conversation, I started turning off my, I started putting my laptop to sleep, but turning the Wi-Fi and the Bluetooth on it off before I put it to sleep. 
I started turning off my like magic mouse. I started, I can't, you can't turn off your, you know, your little earbuds. They're just, I started turning off my, uh, the, my external monitor. I started putting my uh, iPad on airplane mode and I started putting my phone on airplane mode when I would go to sleep. And I noticed a difference. Like it's a weird thing to say. And I can't, you know, it's like, I noticed that I started like sleeping more through the night that I felt more rested. Um, and it, there's a part of me that's like, this is crazy. Like, how is this, how is my computer being on like in a whole nother room or, you know, though I didn't turn off our Wi-Fi signal because, uh, I live with somebody else and they didn't want me to do that. So I was like, all right, I can, you know, um, but can you explain like that makes sense, right? Like when I tell you that, that's not shocking that I had that experience. No, not at all. And, and that's, I mean, you know, we talked about this last time. I, that's the first thing that I suggest to people when they're getting into awareness on EMFs and things like that is, you know, at minimum, turn your things off onto airplane mode. If you can turn them completely off. And for sure, if you can unplug the Wi-Fi router or modem, uh, and the reason is because, you know, if you think about it, our brain, it's communicating with electricity and it's it's just electromagnetic fields. Um, so what happens is when we're sleeping, you know, that good, deep, restful sleep where we want to get that REM sleep, our brain waves need to get into the delta brainwave state. Okay. So there's like right now, you and I are probably in uh, alpha or beta which is more like alert, alert, wakefulness. Um, you know, we're present, um, as we get into like a drowsy kind of like we're slipping in between wakefulness and sleep, that's more of theta and then deep sleep is Delta. And so if you have external electromagnetic frequencies, uh, in the room or in your home, those things absolutely are messing with brainwave patterns. And so it does make complete sense that, you know, you feel better because you're probably getting deeper sleep and you could definitely do something in terms of measuring this. Like these are very easy studies to set up, whether it's just at home or like, you know, in a clinical setting, they can do this. And they've shown this for sure that um, the less electromagnetic fields that are present, the deeper in general a person gets in sleep. Now there are other factors to consider in, you know, like noise levels outside the home, lighting, uh, what's a person's nutritional status? Are they getting the nutrients that they need to be able to uh, create the neurotransmitters that help them also repair and, and rest well? Um, things like that. But yeah, it makes complete sense. And there's a lot of really advanced biohackers and, and scientists and PhDs who are doing things to, I mean, really biohack their sleep. And what they'll do is they'll create Faraday cages to where you can do it in different ways, but in essence, what you're doing is you're completely cutting off all electromagnetic fields from, let's say, a room, or you can do it in a home, or you can even just do it around your bed with various measures. Will you say what a Faraday cage is? Will you explain that? Yeah. So it was created by this uh, the scientist. I don't remember his first name, but his last name is Faraday. And that's uh, F-A-R-A-D-A. And basically what you do is you can use various materials that will completely shield out any sort of electromagnetic field or any any frequency so 
let's say you stepped into a room that was a Faraday cage that had certain materials that are completely blocking these signals. If you stepped in there with your cell phone and you close the door, you would not be able to communicate even if there was a cell tower right outside of that room because it's completely cutting off all fields. Um, and so what this does is it creates this sort of like uh, bubble for you to really just be with yourself and be with your own, uh, your own frequency, literally to where no other external frequencies are messing with your brain waves. And so you can get deep into that sleep. Nice. Um, what's the impact? Like when we talk about, aside from the, we're, we're talking about like, Hey, sleep, or, you know, when you put these body relief patches on, what is, what are EMF frequencies actually doing to us? Like what, like if we're, you know, we got our, most of us are not going to give up our cell phone or our Wi-Fi, right? So like, what, what is it actually doing to us on a physiological level? Um, a lot of different things. (laughs) Um, and yeah, a lot, I'll, I'll go into some of them because it's literally, I mean, it's entire conversations worth, but the big thing is it really can mess with brainwave patterns. And what specifically happens is that, uh, we get an influx in calcium ions that flood into the cell membranes. And from there, the pH of the cells will rise and or excuse me, it'll lower to where it becomes more acidic. And then basically a cascade of events happen to where it creates peroxynitrite, which is a potent free radical, and it will damage DNA. So the, the short version of it is that it damages DNA. And this is very well established. There's thousands of studies on PubMed where you can read all of the various physiological effects of EMFs, but also not just messing with the brain in like a physical sense, it will create uh, neuropsychiatric issues as well. And so there's a lot of people, doctors are studying this too, that they've shown if a person is hypersensitive to EMFs, it can create um, conditions of, you know, bipolar, uh, extreme anxiety, extreme mental fatigue, uh, extreme irritability. And again, it's gonna vary from person to person, you know, it really is just very individual, but those are the big things. Um, also cancer, it's very well established that when DNA is mutated and damaged enough, cancer can eventually happen. And again, you know, this isn't to where every person who's exposed to EMFs is going to get cancer. I mean, that's obviously not true, but we do know that that is one of the downstream physiological effects of EMF radiation. And so people who are exposed to this in high intensities over a long period of time, and if they aren't living uh, the best lifestyle in terms of diet, nutrition, you know, active, uh, active lifestyle, exercise, things like that, then they are going to be more impacted for sure. I think of it like almost, it's right, you could smoke, you could be an everyday smoker and never get cancer. And never have a heart attack or get diabetes or any of the things associated like maybe everything else in your life is really healthy which typically is unlikely but it's possible there's people that you know drink every day smoke every day and never have an issue um but um most of us acknowledge that hey these things are like make your odds more likely right you're more likely to get some sort of disease or get sick and that's kind of what i hear with this is like 
And I, look, I actually know, I feel like when, when I was a teenager, that's when cell phones started to become like really like I, I, I got my first burner phone. I think I was 16 because my parents wouldn't buy me a phone. So I went to like the seven 11 and bought one that, you know, I could just prepay minutes. Um, and obviously there were cell phones before, you know, the nineties, they were like in cars and whatnot, but it was different, right. In the, in the nineties people started, like everyone started getting them and it started to become like more of a thing. And I remember even back then, you know, with my little Nokia phone or whatever, holding it up to my head and, and being like, I would get headaches when, um, when I would talk on the phone, like I would literally feel like a headache after a few minutes. And people thought I was crazy when I'd be like, oh, I have a headache. Like I can't talk on my phone. I have to use, I would always buy phones that had good speaker phones so I could like hold them away from my head. Or now I always use earbuds. And I know that you told me when we talked last time, like, Hey, even Bluetooth is the same thing. Like it's just a different form of energy, but you like, I like that the idea is like everything impacts us all differently. Right. For whatever reason, me holding a cell phone up to my face after a few minutes, I get a headache but Bluetooth doesn't affect me like that. Not to say that it doesn't have a negative impact, but it, it doesn't give me a headache and doesn't, I can have my earbuds in for hours and I'm fine. Um, I think like, that's kind of what you're like pointing to also like everything in our life adds up, right? It's not like one key point, like your cell phone's not probably going to give you just cancer, but Hey, what are you eating? What are you drinking? What's the rest of your environment? Like it all, it all contributes. Um, yeah. Also that most of us just aren't even aware of these things, right? Like I wasn't, I'm not aware of how EMF frequency actually impacts my DNA. So if I'm not aware of it, I can't actually do anything about it. Whereas like, if I'm aware that smoking is not a good idea. Right. Right. Um, how do you like, how do people live? I mean, when you knowing this, right, sometimes you've probably actually, you, I think most people have heard like when doctors go to medical school they all at the beginning all think they have all the diseases, right? As they're learning about the diseases because the psychosomatic impact. As you're learning about all the things and you've worked with, you know, the scientist as your partner and you're learning about all these ways that EMF impacts us, it's like, how do you live your life in the world that we live in, right? Where we're all using these things, but also kind of take care of yourself. Yeah. Um, it, it's a good point. And you know, I think the first part is that it really all comes down to choice. And, you know, what, what am I willing to sacrifice in terms of my lifestyle? And where do I want to be extremely proactive? Um, the first thing that I really started doing when I got into all this was definitely unplugging my router at night and turning off my phone and not sleeping with my phone next to my head or, you know, in my bedroom. To me, that was, those were like the first big steps that I took. Um, today, um, it's, it's pretty much the same. I mean, I obviously will use, I use my technology on my devices for me. I'm, I'm the same way, Alex. I cannot keep that phone up next to my ear. Uh, I, I also very much feel that radiation after just a couple minutes. Um, I probably haven't had a phone conversation with the phone up next to my ear and probably a couple of years. And so I, I just use the, uh, um, the, not the wireless ones, not the, not the AirPods, but the ones with the wires. Um, I, I like those, those work for me well, but yeah, it's, uh, it's tricky because we need technology and it serves us obviously. I mean, it's, it's going to keep advancing as well. 
And, and I want it to, because it does help people. It helps us in so many different ways. Um, so to me, it's just really first educating oneself and seeing what a person can do to actually help themselves. And I, again, I always tell people do the free things first, unplug the router or at minimum put things on airplane mode, keep the phone, especially outside of your bedroom. Um, you know, don't put it in your shirt sleeve up next to your heart. Don't put it in your pocket if you can, ideally. I mean, I, I will keep mine in my back pocket because I do need to carry it at certain times, but um, especially not near the heart because that that is saturated in neurons and those neurons communicate electrochemically. And if you have an electromagnetic emitting device next to an organ like the heart that is communicating electrochemically, then you're going to really mess things up or you, you can mess things up yeah. over time. Yeah, that's, it's, it, the, one of the things I think about is like, we have our phones in our hands a lot. Um, and I've actually had thoughts recently of like, are my hands tight because I'm on my phone too much? Like I'm texting right too much or like scrolling too much. And so am I having like a, right? Like almost like a carpal tunnel-y, like it's not that, right? My hands just feel stiff often, but I feel like it's because the way I'm holding my phone, it's like mm -hmm. I'm repeating. We know that like our body, if we repeat anything, right? Where our joints feel it, there's an impact. But then I, since I've met you now, I'm like, man, is this like radiation in my, in my hands that's actually impacting how my hands are operating? And I, and I know you're not a doctor to like tell me that it is or isn't. Um, but talking to you makes me think like, well, that's not a far-fetched idea. For sure. Absolutely. And I mean, a lot of the feedback that we have with the products, um, and this isn't even a sales point, like I'm, I, you know, we'll get into this in a little bit later on, but you know, the reason I got into starting these companies and in, into the health and wellness industry is literally to help people. So just please know that, you know, for everyone listening, whenever I say something about any of our products, I'm not um going into a hardcore pitch like i i believe in these things and then the ultimate goal really is to help people but going back to that hand comment a lot of the feedback that we've gotten is relating to uh less stinging or less uh like heat sensitivity in the hand and then also with the head a lot of people will feel um depression lifting a lot of people will feel headaches lifting, uh, moodiness or fatigue, things like that lifting. And so we know that they're definitely helping people again, whether it's all in their head or whether it's the technology, it's again, going to be completely individual. Cause I definitely absolutely believe in the power of the mind and the power of power of placebo. It's a wonderful thing. Like yeah. it shows us how powerful our mind is. And we should use that as a technology and a tool, you know, to create our lives, to be the masons of our dreams. <laughs> um, like, I see what you did there. Uh, <laughs> let's talk about you for a, a little bit. Like, what got you inspired to, you know, take this, let's just call it like an alternative route in terms of business and, you know, success. like, there's a lot of things you could do with your life. Like, what had you go this direction? Yeah, so... Um, 
You know, I was always really into sports and and wellness and health in in that sort of physical activity sort of way when I was young. You know, I played all sports in high school and really loved being active and outside and being in the sun, going swimming, all that stuff. And then when I got to college, I was fortunate to meet one of my roommates at the time who was a bodybuilder. But more importantly, he understood a lot of really good principles on nutrition and lifestyle, you know, going to bed early and getting enough sleep, uh, eating well, drinking enough water, doing a very good and rigorous exercise program and routine, uh, cutting out alcohol as much as possible. Um, He was just a good motivation for me and he helped really guide me down some really good paths in terms of nutrition, diet, lifestyle practices. Um, And then uh, my sophomore year of college, uh, my my father, he he ended up out of nowhere um, taking his life. And it was, you know, obviously very traumatic in in multiple ways, but it was a huge catalyst for me in many wonderful ways in that it led me to start looking for alternatives to uh, depression medications and also to really try to understand the root of suffering in people and what makes someone suffer so intensely that they wanna take their own life. And my goal really since then has been to just help people overcome suffering in any way possible. And, you know, ideally incorporating diet and lifestyle into that as a holistic routine, because, you know, it's, it's never just one thing that causes something, whatever the condition is, it's always a multitude of factors that contribute to, you know, that result. So it's really just been a motivation for me to learn all these things and learn as much as I can about just the lifestyle of what it means to be happy and also to learn compassion for others, because, you know, we all want to be happy. We're all striving to be happy. No one wants to be sad. No one wants to be living in misery. And it's very hard as a human being and sometimes to get out of ruts that we're in, you know, we all go through them in various ways and I'm just doing what I can to try to help people um, address things, heal trauma, heal emotional wounding so that we can all move forward and, and be happy. Cause I think I know that's what we all want. We just all want to be happy. I'm sorry about your dad. Um, I, and I, and I, but I love, it's like the, I love that you see the opportunity or you saw the opportunity. Like it was, it wasn't, I don't want to say it was like all for nothing. Like there was actually purpose that came from something horrible. Um, was there, how long after your dad took his life, did it for it, did it really like hit you that like, Hey, this is like something that I can like, like this is, I don't want to call it an opportunity. It's not the right word, but like, like, I think we all have a purpose. Right. And maybe for, in some spiritual sense, like part of his journey was actually to like, give you that, that gift that to appreciate life or help people or something like that. How long did it take after that? Cause I'm sure when it happened, like, as you described, you were surprised or shocked. Like when did it, when did you start to see it as something that you could use again for lack of better words? 
Yeah, no, I, yeah, I hear you. Um, thank you, Alex. Um, it took me probably uh, three years to reach that point of a clarity, a certain understanding that, okay, I can, I know that I want to help people with this. And I say three years loosely in that it, it became crystal clear to me then even shortly after it happened, I knew, you know, this is, this isn't right. This isn't normal. You know, we should do everything that we can to, to try to help people who are suffering in any way, but I didn't really know how my role would, would fit into that. Um, I definitely did start learning things shortly afterwards, but it didn't really become, uh, an epiphany for me for probably three years. And it wasn't that I was, you know, soaking in misery or things like that, but I just didn't know what I could do to help people in this, in this sense. Did you learn anything about, you know, you mentioned that your dad, um, you mentioned depression and medication and suffering. Did you learn anything about like those things that have like helped you in your life? Like from kind of, it sounds like going down the rabbit hole and learning more about your dad and what he was experiencing after he was gone. Yeah, uh, a lot. Um, I mean, specifically in terms of pharmaceuticals, I'll, I'll touch on various aspects of that question. So with pharmaceuticals, definitely learned about a lot of contraindications and just what they're doing to the brain on a physical level um, and learning that, yes, we can manipulate neurotransmitters and we can manipulate physiology, but there's something so much deeper than that. And, you know, these pharmaceuticals, uh, you know, I'm not anti-pharmaceuticals, but I'm very pro uh, wisely using them in in the right situations and making sure that it's absolutely the perfect situation for someone to use them. Um, but as you know, like the soul, when it wants to be happy and it's trying to heal, heal from misery or pain or any sort of sense, like manipulating neurotransmitters is not going to equal health and happiness. It may equal a sense of happiness for a short period of time, or even maybe an intermediate uh, period of time. But the soul knows that physical brain happiness does not equal soul happiness. And so that's really what I've been trying to get to the root of is what makes a person authentically happy from a soul and emotional level to where, you know, the result is physical brain happiness and, and physical healing of the brain as well. Um, other things that I've learned is uh, compassion for myself and for others, because, you know, if you really think about it, we're all suffering in, in various ways, whether it's very mildly or, uh, very extremely. And so it's given me lessons in compassion for humans in general, and just really trying to understand that in some way, we're all trying to move forward, even if it doesn't look like it to someone else, we're all trying to move forward in our own ways. And it might be setting us back in certain ways. It might be destructive habits or patterns, patterns, but those are really just coping mechanisms for an underlying pain or trauma that a person is trying to address in a way that might not be helping them in the short term. 
It it makes or reminds me or makes me think of um, like when we do. So I love how you said before you started with like I'm not anti pharmaceuticals. Like I want to be I want to like more be responsible about how we use them. And I think like I'm totally with you. Like we would not be living in the world that we live in if we didn't have pharmaceutical companies producing things that help people with things that would be killing them otherwise. Right? Like we would have rampant diseases in a lot of places if we didn't have certain medicines. And I remember growing up, it was like, oh, you have a headache, you know, something hurts, just like pop some Advil. I used to pop Advil like six at a time when I was playing baseball in high school. Like you pop them before the game and pop yep. them after the game. It was just like, they might as well have been M&Ms, right? There was no consequence in the immediate, right? I never had a problem. It never was like causing gut issues, which they can over time. But now I look back and I'm like, dude, I'm just putting chemicals in my body. Like they're chemicals that are like, that can be helpful, right? Like there are people that are in pain that are in, you know, that need these things like in certain situations. And then there's us that are basically just using it to shortcut, uh, like actually dealing with something. And I think now, um, you know, long, long time later, probably about five years or so ago, maybe within the last five to 10 years, I stopped trying to put anything in my body that I don't need. So like if I have a headache, well, can I solve it with essential oils, which I learned from some friends who were like, hey, put some certain essential oils. I wish I could tell you what they were on your hands and like hold your hands to your nose and just breathe those in and headaches go away. Um, body aches, right? Like, can I massage them out? Can I go in a hot tub? Can I ice? Like, what are all the different things? Can I stretch? Um, can I use your body relief patches, right? Like there's all these different things versus just going to the thing that's like the quick, hey, maybe this solves a problem. But often what I notice that we don't focus on is when we take these kind of shortcuts, which often are pharmaceuticals, there's typically another impact, right? If I ice my knee because it hurts, there's no negative. There's no like consequence. There's a consequence, like maybe my knee will feel better. Um, maybe it won't. But if I take something to make my knee feel better, there's actually a consequence like inflammation in your gut or breaking down of the wall lining of your gut or whatever different things do, which isn't my opinion, right? We see it when we see any ad for any drug. It's like, this is going to help you with this. And it might cause a whole slew of things that you need more drugs for. Um, so that's that's like where I'm that's what I hear is, is, Hey, we don't have to, we can be, it can be a both. And we don't, people don't have to be, it's a big topic right now. We don't have to be anti-vaxxers or vaxxers. We can actually be, Hey, we probably wouldn't be living in the world that we live in if there weren't for some vaccinations, right? Like there would be horrible diseases that would have taken a lot of us out. And maybe we can be responsible about like, are we vaccinating for everything or what goes into the vaccinations? Like what are the things in there besides the things that need to be in there? Um, I think it's really hard for people to hear that, which is why I'm like speaking to it. I think it's the same with politics, right? They, the, the powers that be want us to pick left or right. They want us to be in one of two options versus being like, you know what? I am fiscally conservative and I'm socially liberal and I think guns are okay, whatever, right? I'm, I'm speaking like generally, but that we could actually say, hey, some of this over here works for me. Some of this over here works for me. And I can actually have all of it, not just, oh, I have to pick whether I'm like taking medicines or 
one side of arguments. Um, so I love what the things you're saying and what you're doing, because it seems like you're providing another option. Yeah, exactly. And that's, that's really what it has come down to for me is showing people that there are other options, you know, because I, I grew up in a small town in Iowa and, you know, just like probably most people in the U S in, in certain ways, like we're all, we're all conditioned in, in various ways. And the conditioning, a lot of it does come from the media and, you know, what we're taught in school and things like that. And, you know, when I was young, like I had never heard of essential oils, never heard of using aromatherapy to help shift emotional states or shift, um, like helping to address a headache, never heard of that at all. Um, and just bringing that awareness out there that, Hey, you don't have to do this. You don't have to believe in it, but you should know that you do have other options rather than just literally needing to go to a doctor to take a pill to try to fix something. You can take back that power and you can fix it yourself with the help of nature. And you can become in some ways your own doctor in that you can help yourself in many, many ways. And if you absolutely do need to go to doctor, then you should. Uh, but it's, it's really about claiming that self-sovereignty and claiming ownership of one's own body, you know, because a lot of people, as you know, Alex, they're not feeling well, they're living a very poor lifestyle, overeating, over drinking, all this sort of stuff. And they think, I'm just going to go to the doctor and get some diet pills or go to the doctor and get a pill for this and everything's going to be fine. And I'm just going to keep living the, the same way that I am. It's not going to work. It, it doesn't matter. It's not going to work. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it's pretty, like I know people in my own personal life who like, it's like, well, I won't change the way I'm eating. Just give me a, a different pill for my diabetes. And it's like, okay, so that might be keeping you alive. But what I notice and often in those people is their quality of life continues to get worse and worse versus um, saying, hey, I'm actually going to eat less sugar or I'm going to eat less processed foods or less carbs. Now, I might lose some instant enjoyment in the meal right? Like I don't get that thing that I've become so used to, but I'm going to feel better for the rest of my day. Or maybe, right. Maybe I still have to take that medication, but now I'm not just taking the medication. So my number, the quote unquote numbers aren't bad. I'm actually feeling better because of actions I'm taking. Um, I love, I love the, also the reminder that like just all these options we have, you know, you talked about aromatherapy, how many years has acupuncture existed in the world? Like uh, in like, it, like I want, I'm going to say Asian cultures. Cause I, that's to my knowledge where it pretty much comes from, but like how that's existed for hundreds of years. And I would say only what in the last 20, is it becoming like popular in the United States? Um, and we see things like cupping um, also there's tons of different types of massage um, you know, I'm sure you might know some others. There's, I mean, there's so many different things people do that could give you results that don't necessarily have a negative, right? I, I can go to my acupuncturist and there's no like, hey, when you leave here, you might have diarrhea because of this. Like, that's not a thing. There's no like, hey, we're going to do this thing. And here are the 50 things that might happen to you after. But when we go to a doctor, that's typically like, right? For something, it's like, hey, these are the things that might happen to you if you take this medicine. And that's, 
wild that most of us have accepted that as normal. Um, I want to say one more thing to this, which is even the stories we tell about it make it worse. Like I've been noticing a lot, like I don't watch a lot of TV, but when I do watch TV, I mute the commercials because one out of every three commercials is like a drug commercial. And I believe that if I hear about all the things that are going to go wrong with my body repeatedly over and over again, that's what's going to happen to me. Maybe not shingles or whatever the, the diseases are. Just like if I was your parent and from the moment you were born, I told you, Lance, you suck. You're not good at anything. Lance, you suck. You're not good at anything. Lance, you suck. You're not. Well, by the t- over the years, I don't care who you are. You're probably going to believe I suck. I'm not good at anything. Well, good luck creating a great life from that place. Is there anything you want to like kind of, I, I kind of just went on a little rant, but anything you want to like throw in there that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I love that you do that with the commercials and I, I try to do that as much as I can with, I, I also don't really watch TV, but any sort of media like the YouTube commercials, I'll watch a lot of things on YouTube. Those commercials I'll also mute those. If, if I know that the message is not something that I want to take in because that's really what it is. We're all just the, the brain in our mind is so programmable that what we are constantly hearing or seeing or experiencing is shaping things for us. And it takes a lot of willpower and focused thought to overcome those influences. Um, so I think that's awesome. And, you know, it really does come down to, like you said, at the very beginning of this show, the power of the mind and the power of choice, and we can overcome anything that we want. And it's not a cliche statement when you've lived it, you know, you've done that Alex in your life. I've done it in my life in certain ways and many others have as well. And you know, that when you have done that, it's no longer cliche. It is an absolute truth. And you want to tell people and and empower people to do that because we are creators and we can overcome anything that we want. Yeah. Thanks for saying that. I want to, I want to add to that too, is like, you don't have to lose who you are if you want things to be different. You know, you can stay. I remember when I started like doing personal growth work, spiritual work, like anything on myself. I remember my mom said to me in the early on, please just don't forget who you are. Now, I believe that who you are is pretty malleable, right? When you were born, there were some intrinsic things about your personality, right? Babies have certain aspects of personality. But then there was essentially you were like a blank page that the world got to like slap a bunch of stuff onto and hopefully you survived all that. Um, but you grew up and, and most of what you know is what society put on you. And I think that we can transform our lives as our health, our lives, and also keep who we are. We don't have to lose all the things. We don't have to lose the things we like about ourselves to get other pieces. We can keep those things. Um, and we can like open ourselves up to new things. And I, and my hope is that having people like you on here, that's what it does. Like, Hey, I don't have to stop taking that pill that my doctor gave me to help me with whatever, but maybe I can also consider, you know, um, something that Lance is talking about, like a body relief patch to help me with pain. Maybe there's access to have a both and and something new versus being so hardcore in our beliefs about how things are or they aren't. We can be more malleable, more fluid about life. Um, and I, And I think you're right. Like for me, 
it's changed everything. My life is, I still get to be me. Right? I still show up. I still wear the same clothes. I, my clothes are no different than when I, before I still like wear baseball hats. I still drink alcohol, but I do all these things with a different intention. I don't drink to like hide my feelings or ignore pain. I like drink in celebration and joy in a social manner um, versus how it used to be from somewhere else. And I think we can do that with everything. Definitely. I agree. It's changing the awareness and the, the intention of what we're doing with, with that act. And yeah, people think that making life changes that, you know, their personality is going to change. And I mean, yeah, if you want to change your personality, you can, but, um, I mean, you, you said it best. You don't have to lose who you are to make changes. Yeah. Um, anything you want to, I want to tell people where they can like find more about you. I want to tell people where they can like check out, you know, your, the, the things that you do with EMF. Um, but is there anything like last, any, like, you know, anything you want to leave the audience with before we move on to that? Um, just, uh, just keep dreaming big. Um, and again, I know that's, it can come off as very cliche, but it's, it's the truth, man. And, and you know it too, cause you're living it. Uh, it's, that's been my message to people and, and friends around me. Um, because I'm now at a state where I've, uh, accomplished certain goals that I've set for myself. And, um, I just want to motivate people to, to dream big and dream even bigger because I mean, everything is limitless. We can, we can do whatever we want. And a lot of people think there's so many barriers and so many obstacles and there, there may be, but that does not mean that you can't overcome them. And when you make that choice, the universe will shift things to help you, but it has to be that choice initially. I don't know if you've read this, but um, if you haven't read Deepak Chopra's Metahuman. Uh, I haven't read that book, but I have read uh, various other books that he's published. You should check it out. I think you would okay. really dig it. I'm like, I don't know, it's, I'm like halfway through it. It's a pretty dense and thick book. It's not a fast read. It's, um, it feels like Deepak Chopra on steroids. Like he's taking it up. He's taking the consciousness up a notch. Um, but he really does talk about how we're, the the reality in which most of us live is this limited based reality. Um, and that's actually just a choice. Like we're deciding to be in this kind of virtual reality consciousness mindset where there's like limitations on how we can behave and how we can live and that we can essentially unprogram that and become limitless. That's what like meta human is like. We can completely live outside of the box. I think you would dig it. Um, awesome. I'll, I'll definitely get it then. Thank you. How can, how can people find you? What are the ways, how do, how do we track down Lance? Uh, LanceShutler.com. Uh, and that's uh, S-C-H-U-T-T-L-E-R. LanceShutler.com. That's my personal website. And I've got, I've actually got a free PDF book that I've uh, put together. Um, I do talk about some of my products in there, but I want to state that this book is uh, a gift to humanity from myself because the practices in there are really specific for uh, like brain health, happiness, neurogenesis, but more importantly, emotional and soul level healing. Like there's some things in there that 
um, you know, people will be familiar with, but also some very unique things that um, can help people. And this is basically part of the things that if I could go back and, you know, help my dad in the past, you know, I have no regrets with it, but if I could go help him, these are some of the things that I would be doing. But also at the same time, this is for anyone, like someone's, if they're living their best life and they're happy as can be, these practices and these things that I suggest in there can actually make it even better. Um, so if someone's interested in that, we've got a free PDF there on Um, I'm also personally on Facebook and then my other company websites, uh, you can find those on LanceShuttler.com as well. EMF Harmonized and Ascent Nutrition. Nice. And you can get like the patches um, or the kind of EMF blockers at the EMF Harmonized website. Correct. Yeah. EMFHarmonized.com. I'll put all that in the show notes. Lance, thanks so much for not only podcasting with me once somewhere else, but podcasting with me twice. Um, thanks for introducing me to some new ideas, some new concepts, some new science. I love when I get some things like this that I can take it back to like those science nerds in my life. I'm like, what do you think about this? <laughs> so thanks for giving me some, uh, some things to play with, some things to think about. Um, Thanks for having a mission to help humanity in a different way, in a way that works for you, that serves you, that honors your dad and, um, and the impact that he had on you. Um, appreciate your time. Thanks for being here. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Alex. I really appreciate it. This was awesome. Welcome everyone listening, please. Uh, I hope you, I know you, there's something that you got, can get from this episode for yourself. And I know there's someone that you know that could hear this episode, that it would make a difference in their life. Uh, and maybe it's mental, physical, spiritual health. Please share this episode with one person that you know needs to hear it. And we will talk to you next time. Thanks for listening. Honestly, I'm just a rebel who found a cause and has a dream. And I'm super grateful for your support. If you got anything from this, please help me out and share this podcast with one person today. You can find me at thedreammason.com or at inspirationalalex on Instagram. You are a dream mason because your dreams don't build themselves.